Welcome to DustinsTravels.com, your home to fun, exciting travel adventures. And now your host, Dustin Saidi. All right, hey everyone, this is Dustin, and today I've got a very special episode. It's not going to be a travel that myself or Karina have done. Instead, it is a travel that my brother and my mom did. So it is on my bucket list, but uh, I haven't done there yet. And it, we're going to talk about Vietnam today. So how are you guys doing? My brother's name is? Upton. And my mom's? Sohela. So how are you guys doing today? Fantastic. Good, good. So you guys just recently got back from Vietnam, right? Yeah, it was, oh, it was amazing. It really was. In fact, I'm wearing something that uh, bought in Vietnam. It's a half, 50% silk, 50% cotton, beautiful, bright, vibrant color. And that's how I describe Vietnam. It's a beautiful, vibrant color, uh, people and a country. Okay, so let's, thank you for that. Let's, let's first, so I always hear about like how Vietnam's great, but I also hear like Cambodia and Bali and Thailand. Upton, you've been to a lot of these different countries, right? Can you kind of tell us, is, is Vietnam different than the other ones? And how is it different? And kind of give us this, the landscape. To put it in context, Dustin, I, I've been telling people, look, Vietnam is my top travel pick in 2019. There's no way you can beat it from the perspective of cost, culture, cuisine, and beauty. If you like scenic beauty, I mean, there's really no place just quite like it. Um, the first thing that Vietnam really has going for it right now is that it's a really good time of year to go because it's it's not too hot in northern Vietnam. And I'm talking about Hanoi, Ninh Binh, Yen Tu, places like that, Sapa, beautiful places. In fact, that you can almost almost run into a reverse issue where it becomes a little too cold. Some of these places even get snow. Um, but yeah, look, it just depends on your budget, how far you want to go. But really, Vietnam, you can't beat it. Uh, you will find Vietnam to be a little bit cheaper than even Bali and Thailand, uh, which are both quite ex inexpensive places. Um, but yeah, uh, just to put it in context, it's just the perfect package right now in terms of all of those factors. Uh, Upton's bringing a good point. I think one of the things I liked about Vietnam, which differentiates it, say, from, say, Bali or Thailand, is actually the weather. I thought the weather was really nice and pleasant um, versus um, the uh, places like Bali and maybe um, um, Singapore and those places are closer to equator. So it's the weather is kind of like um, warmer, hot, humid. So I, I thought that was a big plus. Uh, the other thing I liked about Vietnam um, uh, is the people, how friendly they are, how resilient they are, uh, how beautiful they are, the vibrant colors they use, the cuisine is just um, amazing, the natural scenery is just so different. You, you know, you have the beaches, you have the mountains, you have, you're riding your bikes, it's just the variety that you have out there. And it, it's just a, such a dynamic, uh, changing country. It's just really really resonated with me i it's almost got a magical touch you know just kind of like you you go there and it's like it really exceeded my expectations so i thought it's going to be like a poor asian countries dirty and just kind of people are poor and not you know uh, well maintained uh, but it was totally different it's totally different very vibrant maybe that's what it was exceeded what i expected vietnam would be okay that's great so upton you were saying Vietnam's actually cheaper than Bali and Thailand. Yeah, I know is. in Bali and Thailand you can basically get hour massage for like seven, eight bucks, right? So it's cheaper than that. 
Yeah, it's even cheaper. Um, just to put it in context, I mean, Hanoi, which is uh, one of the major cities, of course, of Vietnam, I'm talking about banh mi for $2.50, and it's quite filling and big. Um, uh, pho for about a dollar or two. Uh, bun cha, which a lot of people don't realize is a, it's a pork and noodle dish, um, and that's, you know, one or two dollars. And, and I'm talking really, really good food. Um, one thing to note about Vietnam is your best food is going to be found uh, in street food, and those street food carts. Um, And so Hilo was adventurous enough to go. Um, and, and really, I would say at least half of our meals came from street food, um, which isn't something you would do in most countries, right? You would kind of want to look for those trendier cafes or more upscale restaurants. But in Vietnam, it really comes down to the, to the street food. And you guys talked about weather. When were you there? In February, in middle of February to end of February, yeah. And I should I should note here, you know, Ho Chi Minh or Saigon um, is really it's it's much closer to the equator. So even though it is in Vietnam, Vietnam is ve is a very sort of long country, and so you know Ho Chi Minh really will be hot and humid year round. I'm talking about northern Vietnam, um, which that alone could really you can just explore in one or two weeks. Um, so just for the viewers to know, um, our our route included. Uh, Hanoi. It included Ha Long Bay, which is an absolute must. Uh, you can do a one or two night cruise. Um, and then we had a couple extra days, so we decided to go to Ninh Binh. Now that's spelled N-I-H-N Binh, B-I-H-N. And Ninh Binh was incredible. I mean, I'm sure Sohila will have more to say on that. But what's so unique about Ninh Binh is it's actually mostly uh, Vietnamese tourists. So you won't see many Americans at all. You won't see many, you know, uh, foreigners. It's really just a place that a lot of Vietnamese, mostly in northern Vietnam, go to, which was a bit surprising to me because it, it's, you know, typically that's a place where you would think it's more local and not as, as, as eye-opening and, and, and beautiful. But it was just absolutely one of the most beautiful, unique places I've ever been. Um, from the, what was it, the trees, the kind of um uh, from the mountains and the trees the limestone yeah. rock and yeah. the trees yeah. so so what we did is we actually used um an app called kluk that's k-l-o-o-k -O -O And uh, we found a really awesome one-day trip to go through Ninh Binh. Um, and we saw other people just doing it on a big tour bus, but that was absolutely not the way to do it. We had basically a private tour, which included a bike ride, a boat ride, an amazing local lunch. Um, it was really a one-of-a-kind day. Homes. We went there and learned about their culture, their temple, because Vietnamese um, is a communist country. So... Um, But 60-70% of them are atheists, consider that they don't really have any religions. Then they have some uh, Buddhas uh, uh, and then um, some that they are Christianity and other kind, um, you know, uh, religions. But, but the, it was really neat to go to a local home and um, see how the house is there and how the family, the entire family, the children, they all live together in one house. and you know, how they support each other and uh, what they do. It's beautiful and very people are very happy. It's just like, you know, they're not miserable. That, that's the beauty of it. They have very little, but they're just very happy. They're very content and just, and very vibrant too. You know, it's not like they're just uh, very vibrant. It's just beautiful. It, I don't know, it's just something about them, just really attractive, very, very nice. And the colors they use, just everything. Just. Let, let's talk about, uh, so you guys get the sense it was a pretty safe country to visit as well? Oh, very, oh, yeah. 
Because it's a communist country, so the consequences of somebody being out there and not behaving, you know, is pretty severe. So that's why we felt like it was very safe. Even though it's a communist country, we didn't feel like people are, um, they are under pressure to, you know, not be happy. Yeah, uh, I didn't see any, a lot of policemen out there or a lot of things that, you know, as a tourist, it would be unattractive for us. We are very safe. We don't have to worry about somebody is going to grab our phone or, you know, wallet or anything like that. So. Okay, and let's thank you for that. Let's break it down. Like, so if someone has a week to go to Vietnam. First of all, is a week a good amount of time period? And if you have a week, what are the, the main spots you got to hit in that week and how long in each spot? The first thing I would ask is your age and how adventurous you are. Um, you know, just to, to full, full disclosure here, I did go to Vietnam uh, last year as well with uh, a couple of my, my friends who came from New York. And we did a much different itinerary than we did with my parents. And that itinerary included motorbike riding. Um, so I know some Americans who will come to Vietnam for two weeks straight and start at Ho Chi Minh, rent a motorbike, or in some cases buy a motorbike and then sell it at the end of their trip, and just work their way up the coast uh, with along uh, for two weeks. And that could mean one or two nights in each little small town to Hoi An. Um, so I would ask you, you know, if you're, if you're really adventurous, that's absolutely the best way to see Vietnam. Two weeks with your buddies or, or I know plenty of people who go alone and meet people along the way rent a motorbike and just and just truly get to see like the real countryside all parts of Vietnam if you're a little bit less adventurous and or older um, what we did was we started in Hanoi we did two or three nights which I think Sohila would maybe say was more than enough um, you could probably do Hanoi in two nights um, and then what we did was we did one night cruise on Halong Bay and then we did two nights in Ninh Binh, which, um, you know, a lot of people will make a day trip from Hanoi to, to Ninh Binh. Uh, but I would suggest otherwise. I would say it's really important to at least do one night, if not two nights in Ninh Binh. Because, look, Hanoi is a very big, dense city. Uh, Ninh Binh is really in the middle of nowhere. And it's just a really mountainous, mountainous, just beautiful, scenic region. And I think it behooves you not to really sort of take it in and, and sleep in those mountains. So those three locations? Yeah, the three big ones, again, are, are Hanoi, Halong Bay, and Ninh Binh. And those, are, those can all be done within about, you know, some driving um, or, or, or getting a driver. The ones that I still want to see are uh, Sapa and Yen Tu. Yen Tu just opened a beautiful Sophie Tale that I'm dying to check out. Um, the other places I've been in Vietnam include Hoi An. Now, that's central Vietnam, so you'd actually need to fly from Hanoi to Hoi An. You know, look, Hoi An gets a lot, a lot of good publicity and a lot of good reviews. I liked it. I, I think it's an amazing... Look, if you want to buy, you know, a custom suit, there's no better place in the world than Hoi An, Dustin. I mean, it's absolutely an amazing, unique experience. You'll go to the, the tailor. She'll put you on the back of her motorbike and you'll actually go and pick the fabrics yourself. You'll literally see like a cool blue fabric and say, hey, can I have a blazer out of this? And she'll say, yeah, sure. And, you know, the next day or two days later, it's ready. And in terms of costs, you can pretty much get a really nice custom suit for... I mean, as low as 60 US dollars. So, so I remember me and my friends, we all spent, you know, several hundred dollars each worth of, worth of US dollars on suits, tuxes, custom blazers. Um, and, and it's just, it looks really good. It's fashionable. It's good quality. Um, so Hoi An is a really unique place. We also stayed at the Sofitel. Um, I don't know, you know, it's a very crowded place. You have a lot of tourists there. Um, so I don't know how much there is to see beyond sort of, okay, a unique town in central Vietnam, get your suits. Um, but yeah. 
And um, do you guys recommend staying at Airbnbs or hotels in the in Vietnam? You know, Dustin, I love Airbnb. I'm the first person to recommend it in in my international travels. But when it comes to a place like Vietnam. I think you know hotels are really quite cheap and inexpensive, and so I can't really talk about so much about Airbnb because I haven't done it in Vietnam. But I know there's a lot of good options for hotels, and it's just one of those things where you know your dollar goes a lot farther in Vietnam. So I would really advise to just do a nice four or five star hotel. The nice thing about the five star hotel that we stayed, their breakfast is amazing. I mean, it's just like you get to try all kinds of food and it's very good and just very healthy and for what eighty hundred dollars a night this is like a five star this is the place that kim jong-un stayed you know so definitely you can find places a lot less expensive than that um but um, yeah i agree with him i think i just loved um the hotels and the food the cuisine over there oh my gosh it's just like um it's not just vietnamese food the last day that we were there we were we went to this uh, restaurant that one of optin's friends recommended i mean you cannot eat something like that in france it's like a three course meals for 15 dollars. the presentation the food the quality it's like i've never seen anything in the fanciest restaurant here so you can go from very high end to very low end of getting a far for a dollar to very high end for $15, you know, I mean, it's like, that's the range you're talking about. That's pretty cool, you know, to me to just do that. Wow, amazing. Okay, so uh, one last thing I want to ask. That name, by the way, for anyone planning to go to Hanoi is called Green Tangerine, and it was really one of the best, yeah, meals uh, we had in Vietnam, and, and really the past year or two, it was, it was yeah. incredible. Yeah. And uh, like Sohila said, the bang for the buck really went far. Another restaurant I want to recommend is called Four Peas Pizza. It's a little bit counterintuitive, Dustin, to have pizza in Vietnam, but I can't recommend this place enough. It was started by two Japanese brothers who quit their job as, I believe it was bankers, and went to Italy for a couple months and learn how to make pizzas. So now they make these unique fusion style um, Japanese inspired pizzas, but the cheese was absolutely amazing. And there's a couple locations in Saigon and Hanoi. Awesome. If you got other names of specific places or uh, restaurants, please drop them here. What else? Anything? I think the Green Tangerine, again, the chef is from Australia and he well, he's was. French. He's French originally, but oh, he's French, lived in Australia. But he lived in Australia, Las Vegas. I mean, he's an international chef and he was working in that restaurant so it was very and they changed their menu and make a local seasonal food you know you don't think of like vietnam would be into this local seasonal organic food but they are you know it's like really neat Another thing it would behoove us not to mention is that egg coffee. Uh, we went, I think, what was it, every day, Sohila? Uh, egg coffee is just an absolute must while you're in Vietnam and Hanoi. There's some really cool places on TripAdvisor in the in the old quarter um, that you can look up. Uh, I forget the name. It, it escapes me now. Um, but we stayed at Malia Hotel, which is also where Kim Jong-un stayed just a couple of days after we left. Uh, Malia Hotel was quite nice. It's not as new as some of the other five-star hotels, but the, the breakfast was absolutely one of the best. Very incredible breakfast. Um, and then for our Halong Bay cruise, we did a company called Dragon Legend, which I can recommend really good um, itinerary, really good staff, and the food was quite good. And then the hotel we did in Ninbin was Emeralda. Um, look, it's a little bit older of a hotel, but um, beautiful scenery, great location. Um, it, you know, I would have loved to, to try out that Sofitel and Yentu that I mentioned earlier. Um, but the fact of the matter is uh, Ninbin doesn't have that many hotels because again most people do the day trip from hanoi um but i would i would suggest emeralda it was it was a it was a quite a good experience and the boat cruise you guys went on looked amazing you guys were basically i saw you doing yoga on a boat in the middle of this like 
turquoise water with these jagged mountains sort of spiking out around you. What was that cruise called? That was called the Dragon Legend, and um, it's just so they actually apparently have two night cruises, which I wish I would have known, Dustin, because I would have done the two night, um, but we all just did the one night, and it was actually Tai Chi that we were doing, and that was a quite a unique experience too. I think at six forty five they they call and wake up everyone on the ship. Of course, it's optional, and then you get to do some Tai Chi as you're actually cruising through the the beautiful lime limestone. And the boat was wooden boat, which is a very unique boat. They don't make these wooden boats. It's extremely expensive. It's just they don't do that anymore. So it was just a beauty. It was a piece of art, you know, when you're there. And the cleanness of it and how polite the staff and um, they are. It really uh, breath of fresh air. Uh, the whole experience was just, uh, I really highly, highly recommend it. Well, thank you guys so much. Any other final thoughts on Vietnam or anything else you want our listeners or think that they should know? Uh, yeah, you know, a lot of times people think, oh, it's so cheap to get clothes and suits and things like that in Vietnam. And yes, yes, it definitely is. But uh, one thing a lot of people don't understand is, is Hoi An is really the place to do that. Um, a lot of the places we looked at in Hanoi were literally up to twice as much as they were in Hoi An. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily buy much clothes, save for your, you know, shoes, North Face backpacks, you know, all those kinds of things are really good and cheap. But in terms of custom tailored clothes, um, Hanoi is really not your best bet. You got to go down to Hoi An for that. Um, the other thing I would say is uh, just eat as much food as possible. Um, it's really not one of those cities where you kind of go to a restaurant for lunch and go to a restaurant for dinner. The best way to really eat your way through Vietnam is just kind of eat, you know, every couple hours, just pick up a, a, a small banh mi, you know, at two o'clock and then maybe at four o'clock, try something new. You know, it's really kind of one of those places where your best food is going to come through. Discoverability, uh, food trucks and also you know smaller portion meals throughout the day rather than these sort of you know commitment and sit down meals um i think that's it for me definitely put it on your bucket list that's a must see place uh in vietnam all right well thank you guys so much so uh tell our listeners where they can find you i know Soila, you've got your own podcast mother's words of wisdom right that's correct and up to where can our listeners find you Oh, um, I'm on Instagram at U-P-T-I-N. Would love to connect with you guys. All right. Thank you so much, guys. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks, Dustin. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. So please, if this uh, episode helps you and you like it and you got people who you know that want to go to Vietnam, please share it with them. Also, if it's beneficial to you, please give us a five-star review and a comment um, in on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this. And don't forget, we're on Instagram at Dustin's Travels. We also have a YouTube channel. Uh, if you search Dustin's Travels, all one word, you should be able to find our videos there as well. Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you soon. <laughs>